They call him They call him Rock the Rodders. Rock the Rodders. They call him the 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 Wow Fowl. They call him Rock the Rodders. Rock the Rodders. They call him the 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 Wow Fowl. They call him the Hunt the Hunt 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 Slide. Hunt the Hunt the Wow Fowl. They call him Rock the Rodders. Rock the Rodders. They call him the 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 Wow Fowl. They call him the hunt, the hunt, 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 slide. Hunt, hunt, the wow, wow, die. The hunt, the hunt, 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 slide. Hunt, hunt, the wow, wow, die. They call him Rock the Rodders. Rock, rock. They call him the, the, the wow, wow, die. They call him Rock the Rodders. Rock, rock. They call him the, the, the wow, wow, die. They call him. Welcome to another episode of Riders Live. This show is about urban culture, independent artists, and entrepreneurs. Today we have a special episode. We have the What's Poppin' Artist of the Day, Hollis Rock. And we also have comedian B. Cole coming through to chop it up with us. Also, I would like to thank everybody for their continued support of the podcast. Please keep sharing and spreading the word. Let's get into the West Poppin' Artist of the Day, Hollis Rock. He come from an era where skills matter. You know what I'm saying? He got them hard body raps. He got messages. He got stories. He has lyrics. He has everything that it takes to be a potent MC. Alright. Remember me. Remember me. Six in the morning, I ain't get no sleep. No time for yawning, cause shorty gotta eat. So I grab the heat, I go and get the banger. Thinking about robbing just any old stranger. Then I think a little bit about the danger. Think a little more about the baby in the manger. Damn, this what my life that came to. If you was where I'm from, you'd be the same too. I got to scream and tell him about this place. Chirac, nigga, the honey's his own base. You can change your mind, lose half of your face. Blow a half a meal on half of your case. I do this here on behalf of base. And for all those who the streets have erased. His body's everywhere, the streets, it's in crisis. You can end up wifeless or even worse, lifeless. What you gonna do, separate from all your ISIS? Then you truly learn what really is priceless. And I ain't even trying to be the nicest Got my own vices But to me life is so precious Refuse to give mine away More than the message Tested and beat the game You will obey either way Living in the shot, nigga It's day to day what they say Remember me Street thug with no degree Remember They tried to lock me up Knocked with a felony Remember I look toward the sky Is this how it's supposed to be? I'm talking to you, God Are you angry at me? Oh, the place. 
places that I never thought I'd go I'm looking for a high, but I'm feeling so low I got the banger and it's pointed at my head I hear the voices say you better off dead I close my eyes, see the face of my daughters God say put the gun down and that's the order It's not for time, don't you think about leaving I am the Lord, like God, who you believe in The devil is a liar, out here killing and deceiving I am the breath of life, that's why you still breathe Remember me? They tried to lock me up, knocked with a felony Remember, I look toward the sky, is this how it's supposed to be? I'm talking to you, God, are you angry at me? Remember me, street thug with no degree They tried to lock me up, knocked with a felony Remember, I look toward the sky, is this how it's supposed to be? I'm talking to you, God, are you angry at me? Remember me Just let it, let it 
place I want to check out. It's a Friday night on the streets of Chicago in the Englewood neighborhood. Joe Patterson and Leo Schmitz have been cops here for 26 years. Now, if we go on these blocks, what you do is you scan everything. When they see that you're a policeman, if they're doing something wrong or got a gun, they start moving away or running. As we ride along, there's near constant reports of shots fired over the radio. A call comes in that gets their attention. 64th and Loomis, shots fired. That's one block away from the police station. It's also near a park where in the morning there's a community event planned. Someone had gun there, we know we got people over there setting up. When we arrive, there's no sign of the person with the gun and there's no time to linger. We leave as quickly as we arrive because there's another call just a few blocks away. Man with a gun on 64 and 44 Bishop. From a place where you might not make it back. Shorty's got to study but don't, don't know how to act. It's Armageddon, and God ain't even came back. Blood in the streets, so who we point the blame at? Parents, pigs, or politicians? Is it possible it's someone that we missing? We on the brink of being extinct. 
niggas up in bangers faster than you can blink. Street life hard, either swim or you sink. The garbage can ain't even really far from the mink. Digest that, sit back and think. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. I'ma get it. That was the worst popping artist of the day, Hollis Rock, with Remember Me, Rain On Me, Stick Up, and Armageddon. I keep trying to ask Hollis, like, man, when are you coming out with your album? So, his album will be out spring, summer. Spring, summer. I recorded a song with Hollis Rock, and it was very challenging because... Still sharp and still, and I had to bring everything. So be on the lookout for Hollis Rock new album. It's fire. You know, these just a couple of throwaway joints right here. Because he has much more in store. You can find Hollis Rock on Facebook at Hollis Rock. H-O-L-L-I-S Rock. R-O-C. If you would like to have your music played on Riders Live, just email bookingriders at gmail.com. That's booking, R-O-D-E-S, at gmail.com. Or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www.rodesonline.net via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day, or if you would like to be interviewed, or if you would like ad space, submit via the booking form on ridersonline.net. Alright? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Riders T20. That's dollar sign R-O-D-E-S T20. Alright? Well, we're here today with someone who I consider a friend, a hilarious comedian, how you dine in your seat, Chicago's very own B-Co. How you doing, B-Co? Man, I'm good, brother. What's happening? Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, anytime. So, um, where did you grow up? Oh, man. You know, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um you know, what we consider the wild hundreds right now, man, right there on the borderline of Roseland and West Portman Park. So I grew up over there right on 125th in Yale. Okay, okay. We went to the same high school. We used to see each other yes, at the sir. park when we were shorties. Yeah, fellow Jaguar, you know. Julian Percy in the L. house. Julian, yeah. for sure. So um, what what made you get into comedy? Did you just wake uh, up and say, hey, well, I want to be a comedian? <laughs> you know what? The thing is, man, I always had a sense of humor, and I always was the jokester uh, in my circle of friends. And as you know, being a Julian in high school, uh, that's where a lot of it started, man. Uh, the high school cafeteria, the study hall, down in the gymnasium. Um, I was like the, considered the class clown. But uh, I wasn't thinking about doing comedy at all at that time. It was just me just being having that personality of being a, a funny guy. Um, but it, it it's taken me to uh, graduate high school. Once I graduated high school, I decided, like, yo, this is what I want to do for a living. Because once I got out of high school, I really had no direction of where I was going. <laughs> you know, I was like... What am I good at? You got to ask yourself, what you good at? And then that's that's basically what it was. Um, people don't know that I used to rap before. What? Now, I know you as a rap artist. I, I know you as a rap artist the whole time. Uh, that's what I do. Like in high school, I was I was a rapper, man. I was rapping. I had songs. I, I, I did recordings, uh, studio yeah. time. Um, it was crazy. Like my junior and senior year high school i was rapping but 
also being a class clown funny guy because you know back then you know 90s rap you know eight like late 80s 90s rap that was our era man and you know it was a lot of dope mcs back in the day such as rakim you know uh krs1 public enemy chuck d um special ed was my guy Man, LL Cool J was my guy. So I was influenced by the whole hip hop. You know, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody went through life without trying to at least rap, like at least write a rhyme. Everybody in their life who came up, who grew up hip hop, wrote at least one rhyme in their life, you know. And yeah. that was me. I wrote several rhymes. I wrote songs. I was I was taking it serious, man. I was, my, my rap name was Cali. I don't know if you <laughs> remember that in high school. In high school, it was Cali, man. It was C-A-L-I. I was Cali. I, I don't even know. I've never been to California. I don't even know. I think because I really like the song, um, Going Back to Cali by LL Cool J. Yeah, he put a split I just, in it. I just took that. I was like, you know, I took that and ran with that. Like, yo, my name Cali. And, um, you know, I was, I was doing it. I was doing it for a minute. And then, like I said, from that, once I got out of high school, I was like, well, I know rapping ain't going really, you know, I, I didn't see rap rap as a future for me. Right. Um, but still in the I want to I want to get into acting, you know. Right. And when I when I got into acting, I didn't want to go back to school for it. You know, I didn't want to go to acting school, you know, because like, trust me, man, I, I was ready to get out of high school. I was ready to just be out, you know, and be done with school. Um, but I didn't even want to go to acting school. So I was like, you know, how can, how can I be an actor without even, you know, going through the whole, you know, school thing. I, I was like, you know, I just do it, get my experience on the stage. Cause I saw a lot of comedians transform, um, uh, from the stage into movies, you right. know, such as, you know, like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor and stuff like the that. Goats, and the goats. So so that was so that was my that was my approach to acting like, you know, OK, I'm just I'm a, I want to be an actor. So that was my thing. It wasn't that I wanted to be a comedian. I wanted to be an actor. But me doing the comedy and being a comedian, writing my own material and getting up there and performing it, it really it really took over. It took over my whole being. And that's exactly what I became. I became a comedian full time. That's what's up. Um. What's some of your um influences? Uh, well, you know, my influences to even allow me to have a sense of humor was Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. You know, growing up, seeing Richard Pryor first, listening to his albums, you know, catching his movie Stir Crazy and Bussin' Loose. And, you know, so it's like, man, this guy's hilarious. So it, it made me interested in comedy. That's what made me interested in comedy. I, I I wouldn't even say that I attempted to even try to be funny during that time. But when Eddie Murphy existed, when Eddie Murphy came out with Delirious and being on Saturday Night Live, that's what made me want to perform comedy for my friends. I was like, I was reciting Eddie Murphy jokes from Delirious going back to school because I think I was like one of the first persons at my school I went to a Catholic grade school back in the day in the hundreds called Assumption BBM. Yeah, that's, that's right, right behind my house. I lived on. Yeah, the right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, used to um, used to look out the window and watch us have recess. I remember that. Right, y'all used to cut <laughs> right through the um through the park and like down the alley and go to the crib. Right, so you knew. Right, so you knew my school, and that's that's why I was at. So my school was small, and it was a Catholic school. So when I heard Eddie Murphy Delirious, no one at my school heard it. So I was going and reciting Eddie Murphy jokes from Delirious, and everybody just it was, and they weren't even laughing. They was just like, "Dude, what the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> right, you know right. It was over their but head. Just, Plus, she was at the Catholic it, school. Yeah, it was just like it made me. It just made me want to perform comedy i didn't even have a routine like let me just perform comedy and at that moment so that just made me become a a funny guy um being influenced by eddie murphy but um as i say in every interview the person that made me want to get on stage and actually do comedy at the age of 17 um it was damon wayans from the wayans family oh yeah he's funny 
man, Damon Wayans is a he's a he's a brilliant comedian, a, a a great genius of a writer. So when I saw him, you know that that's what made me want to do comedy. But but the funny thing about that when when I saw Damon Wayans do his HBO special, this is before. He didn't live in color or did anything else. You didn't even know this man. Man, you just like, man, who is this dude funny? We saw a little bit of him on uh, Robert Townsend, Partners in Crime, if you remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Right. When Robert Townsend was showcasing partners, you know, like young comedians and then showing sketches and stuff on HBO. So um, we, I, we saw Damon on that, but yet still didn't know this man name. And when he did Robert Townsend Partners in Crime, he only did like four minutes of comedy, four to five minutes. But when he had his own special on HBO, he did a full 30 minutes. And it's like still didn't know this man name. And he had he wore all black. And this is for before in living color. And he was just so hilarious. And me and me and uh, a friend of mine, we were sitting down um, watching TV in the front room. And he was just like, hey, B, man. He reminds me of you. And when my friend told me he that that Damon Wayans remind him of me, it clicked right there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, if that's what you see, you know, if you if you see me doing that, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a comedian, you know. So right. that's what made me want to get on stage. You like that's what it is. That's what it was. Yeah, that's that's exactly what made it click right there. Was you know, because I mean I, I was I was intrigued by his routine already, Damon Wayans. Looking at it, man, hear how brilliant his writing is, his performances, and all that. And and that and and that special that he did right there, he was doing all his characters on the Living Color. You know, saying so he wow. was doing the 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 Anton, the, the the homeless dude, and and all these other characters. I was like, wow, this is before it even got to the show in Living Color, and that right there, I was already tuned in and then for my boy to just say hey man he reminds me of you that's when it clicked i said well this is what i'm gonna do right here you know right because it was the it was the summer of 1990 no i i know i'm sorry i take that back it was probably like it was the summer of 89 my 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 year before my senior year at julian high school you know yeah okay so when what was your first professional stand-up gig like um was it local was it um comic view um how did you get on that how did you get the gig well the the thing is first professional stand-up gig um that that came probably well off before you know maybe after i'd done television bt comic view once I did BT Comic View, that made everything professional. That put that put me that put me on the next level, um, because you gotta remember at that time in the nineties, because uh, no I did Comic View in nineteen ninety. No internet. No internet. I did. Yeah, I did it. I did it in nineteen ninety two, Comic View. Okay, right. and that all we had was TV. It was no internet, no social media, no YouTube, no nothing. It, it was just. Everybody had to tune in into into the one box that that TV, and if you were seen on there, uh, it was a big accomplishment because it, it, it had the magnitude it had back then because the limit, you know, the limited uh, uh, things we had to even, you know, be on to showcase our talents, you know. So therefore, when you know people today. Everybody's on TV today. You know, right. you pick up your phone and go, you know, do a, a live video. You're on television. You know what I'm saying? That, it, TV is in people's hands today. So every so TV um, isn't really such a big impact anymore as it was back then when we didn't have, you know, um, have it at our fingertips. So me getting on that TV was a big accomplishment. That's when all the phone calls were coming. Um, and, and people wanted to bring me to their town. Um, I was traveling around the country and I, and, and granted, I only been doing comedy for just a year at this time. So I was real green doing it because when I did comic view, I was invited to comic view just like 
one year after I started doing comedy and I was invited to Comic View because at this time, that's when Comic View uh, and Def Comedy Jam, they were going around recruiting. They were going around state to state recruiting comedians, looking at uh, comedians where they're coming to town and they want you to put together your your 10 best comedians so they can see and who they get on the show. So um, as, as Comic View came to town, uh, it was so many good comedians in Chicago they had to sit through 20 comedians. It was 20 comedians they had to sit through. And it was uh, the audition at the click. You remember the click, right? Yeah, I remember the click. Yeah, yeah so it was down at the click. And in the cl- downstairs of the click, it was a comedy room called the Comedy Clip Click that was hosted by uh, Diane Quarter. Uh, she's she's my mom in the comedy game. She gave, she gave me a lot of my uh, first uh, stage performances at that club. Uh, she was actually sneaking me in the club because I wasn't even 21 to get in, but she was sneaking me in to even perform. But when Comic View came, out of 20 comedians, they just chose me and one other guy, um, another comedian named Robert Hines. And we've been invited to go to Comic View. Now, here it is. I've been doing comedy less than a year, or probably just, yeah, just a little shy over a year, and I get invited to come do national television. You know, and I was like, you know, it was a big thing for me because this was my first time on TV, my first time out of Chicago, my first time on an airplane, my first time in California. Everything was a first for me all in one blow. Right. You was like, it's happening. It's happening now. It's, it's happening right there. You know what I'm saying? At a very young age. I was like 19 years old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and going to do this. And granted, they give you you know, on Comic View, they gave us four minutes to perform. It was like four minutes. Right. You know, yeah. every comedian had four minutes to perform. So I, I gave my best four minutes. And from that, I was getting invited all around the country to come headline clubs. They wanted me to come headline. Because like I said, with that TV, when you on, when you was on TV at them days, you were just instantly famous, instantly professional, instantly, you know, big, you know. Established. And, and 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 that's totally not the case. No, you know, here big, I am. I'm going out on the road, road traveling, yeah. making headlining money, but I ain't got a headlining routine. You feel me? Right. So it came fast, and here I am. I'm like, man, I'm going around this country. I, I give people maybe my best 15, 20 minutes, but here I am. I'm hired to do 45 minutes, so I got another 25 minutes to go, and it was it was rough, you know. Um, so. I had to, what I did, Comic View called me to come do it again the next year, the next year after that. I turned Comic View down for three years after that first performance I did with them. And this is the time when D.L. Hewley was hosting, you know, back in the day. So, right. you know, he Shout was the first to host DL. of Comic View. Shout out to D.L. Right. So I, I turned Comic View down for three years straight just to develop my routine. You feel me? Right. To get a strong act. And then after that third, you know, after that third year, that following season, I went back and did it. And when I went back and did it, that's when you saw, that's when you saw all the jokes I did that became um, real signature pieces uh, of, of, of me as a comic, you know, by my signature pieces, such just like I'm in love with a crackhead, yeah. you know, uh, which everybody, you know, knew me from. Like, if you didn't know my name, all you had to do was say, "I'm in love with a crackhead." Or like, yeah, I know crackhead dude. You know, who um, who are some of the who are some of the uh, famous people that was in uh, in love with a crackhead um, with you? You gotta <laughs> say just, you gotta mention. You just, shout out you, to well, Bobby, for Bobby, sure, Bobby Brown for sure. Bobby Brown was in love with a crackhead. <laughs> right. Hell, Whitney was in love with a crackhead. You know, <laughs> uh, because they both was crackheads. But at the same time. Um, yeah, I, it, and it hit up, and you know that joke. It was a mem. It's, it's it's a memorable joke. A lot of people known it, Classic. and the, the joke even it, it even uh, was a big uh, impact on a lot of people. Um, I was I was doing a show in Minnesota one time, and a, a guy at the show before the show he he came to me and he's like, man, you know, he, he came and meet me, met me, and he was just you know he's like, man, be. Um, my poem, I'm in love with a crackhead, made him stop doing crack. Wow. You know, it, and it was, it was an amazing story what he told right me. right there. Nobody is stopping doing crack. 
bro that's that's what i'm like dude i'm like are you serious dude i <laughs> like you need to tell soul. me like that porn stops you from doing crack <laughs> but see the story but the story behind it was that his mom he used to break his mom heart he saw how heartbroken his mom was when he was on crack right. you know yeah. and when his mom passed and went away he was still on crack but one day he saw my poem and he said my poem spoke to him all he heard was his mom he just heard his mom through my poem wow that, that, and that's he's powerful. like that's that's what and he's like that's what made him stop right there he said he, he quit start he got help and, and got sober and then the, the crazy thing that same night of the show during the show he um the host of the comedy show brought him to the stage and he proposed to his um his woman he got engaged that night that's you know so you just never know who you touch with you know what the gift god gives you you know you just never know who you touch that is like if if you can just reach one person you did your job you you won so i feel i feel good about that that's what's up um what's one of your favorite movies one of your favorite comedy movies, like, I don't think it's a comedy, like, Cooley High is a drama, but it's one of my favorite yeah. movies. Every time yeah, I watch Cooley it. Yeah, Cooley High is definitely a classic. If I gotta go with, if I gotta go with comedy, man, oh my God. Um, a classic comedy growing up on, being in the theater, stomach hurting, man. I honestly gotta say, um, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah, you know? man. Uh, like I said, I told you I, I, I was a big fan of the uh, that whole little Wayans uh, movement. That that whole little clique of Robert Townsend, Kenny Ivy Wayans, yeah. and they brought and you know they they brought a lot of they introduced a lot of funny comedians to us, such as John Witherspoon, um, Tommy Davidson, Damon Wayans. You know, shit, Keenan even um, brought us you know Jamie Fox and and Jim Carrey. You know, so man. Yeah, that anything they did, I was, I was, I was, I was sold. I was into it. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle was funny. I thought that was good, hilarious. But then when I saw I'm gonna get you, sucker, I was like, man, this this one takes the cake right here. Right. So yeah, so that would be that would be my favorite movie. Uh, coming up as a comedy growing up but i gotta you know my whole genre of movies is comedy so i have a whole list and i don't even know if i can even no. put them in a, 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 a order right you know uh, which ones is the best or not man because it's not even just a lot of black comedy it's, it's a lot of white comedies out here that's hilarious like i love i like clerks you know clerks and right. clerks, yeah, clerks too and good. I, you know, I like Mel Brooks movies and stuff, you know, back in the day. But yeah, but definitely uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. But man, we got to talk about like, you know, you can't talk about that era of comedy movies without mentioning Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy ran the 80s with comedy films, you know? Yeah, he did. And and that man, just, come just on. His, when he came, just he came laugh. in the door with 48 hours, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. And just his laugh and delirious alone. Man, just right. Delirious. His uh, his stand up outside the movies, man, with Eddie Murphy, Raw, all of that stuff. You know, Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. Harlem Nights, Boomerang. So Eddie was running the eighties. So it's like anybody who was doing comedy films back then was just kind of just getting getting just a get little by. room to get in to do their movie. But because Eddie conquered the eighties, yeah, you know, coming did. to America, all oh. right. So what you got coming up? You you done did a lot, you know. Your your catalog is big, you know. I'm in love with a crackhead. Um, yeah. Heaven on safety, traffic school, the get together. What you got going on? What you got coming up? Well, um, yeah, I got I got um, I got a couple of things, man. It's just, I'm just in my head right now because I'm I'm just thinking. Uh, one of the latest things I got going on is my stand-up comedy hour. Um, I did a, a, a hour special pre-COVID, June 3rd of 2019. Okay. And I went back to to our old high school, Percy L. Julian, 
and I went back to where it started, man. And I got on that stage of the auditorium and I shot my hour special and it's called Welcome Back Comedy. It's just going back to where it started from. It's Be Cold, Welcome Back Comedy. And that will actually be released this Friday. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, Friday, tonight. That will be released Friday. Uh, it's been um, on NDTV, I-N-D-E dot TV. You can see it. So, yeah, man, I'll make sure you check it out, man. That's my latest work. But I got I got a lot of things, man. My, my YouTube channel, I got a lot of content on there. Um, go to my YouTube channel, Be Cold Films. You'll see a lot of sketch comedy out of them done, um, a lot of classic, you know, work um, that people can just sit and binge watch. You can just watch my my channel and just, man, just see a lot of things and just enjoy it. That's what's up. Um, is there anything else you would like the people to know? Um, let me see, man. It's, you know, it's so much. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Yeah, definitely follow me on social media because my thing is about yes. pushing these numbers up, man. That's that's the important thing about today. It's more about numbers than talent, and exactly. that's the thing. You know, I come from a time where your talent had to carry you across, but now it's like, you know, people don't they don't even see your talent first. They they see your numbers. You know, and once they see your numbers, that's when they go ahead and I let me check them out. I click on it and look at them or whatever. So when people see my numbers and they're not up, as up as high, they automatically think like, nah, he, you know, he, but it's he's not good. But it's about the quality. It's about the quality. Like, Say that again. I said it's about the quality. Like where we from? We 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 didn't we didn't ride yeah, waves because we brushing yeah. the waves in our head. We ain't gonna follow no waves that we brushing in our head. That's dead. Right. That's the thing. Where it's like you got a lot of people today. They more um, about quantity than quality. They'll put out. They'll just keep putting out, putting out, putting out, putting out. But it seemed to be working for them because they're gonna keep putting out. And where they're shoving this stuff down people's throat, where people just like give in, like, okay, cool, I've seen this dude too much. Let me just go ahead and see and give him a hit. And you know, and that's how that's how they kind of get get on, right? You like, know, it's kind of um, like opposed to back in the day, it was just a first, it was a first love at first sight. When you see someone with their talent, is either you love them or not, and it wasn't no, okay, let me keep pushing my. Let me keep pushing myself, pushing myself to you until you like me. Right, exactly. No, you know. It's just like, um, shout out to all of the brothers who've been locked up. It's like, if you're in jail, if you keep seeing the same fat security guard, you're going to find something nice about her because that's all you see every day. Every day. As that's opposed it. to, so, you know, somebody coming in with, you know, um, doing some type of ministry, bringing a cake that, that looked good, you know? Absolutely. So that's the, the, the whole thing is when it comes to me is just like, you know, I think I think with the Internet, I think uh, artists like us back in the day came up before all of this. I think we do too much overthinking. You know, we overthink yeah. a lot because we are perfectionists and we want to do it. You know, a lot of stuff that gets ahead on the Internet is the mindless, stu most stupid thing that can be seen. You I know agree. what I'm saying? It can just yeah. be something stupid for 15 seconds and it'll go viral. Opposed to me sitting at home trying to come up with a, a sketch with a premise and a beginning, middle and end and make it all make sense. Then it turns out to be like a good two, three, four, damn near a six minute sketch. Like six minutes today is considered a short film now, you know, right. sketches on the Internet is up to like, you know, from 30 seconds to a minute. So. It's a whole different world right now. Yeah, everything you know? is definitely um, fast, like even consider fast food. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. What you going to have? You're going to have McDonald's or you're going to go over here. And get some, you know, order from the Cheesecake Factory. Or, you know, you're going to carry yourself to Papa Do's, you know, exactly. and get, get you a nice little meal. Or, like I said, you're just going to hit, you're going to hit up Panda Express. You know, it's just 
they keep pushing out this fast food comedy and it's like okay let me get some people some meat and potatoes right now let me get something on the table something they can really you know feel but you know it, it's it's really finding your audience though you got to find your audience yeah you know I, I want to ask you so how do analytics really work with the comedy game i know how it work with the music game but how do it work with the comedy game i know it got to be even that much harder yeah, I I think I think it works for everybody the same across the board. I think it's just a certain time you really have to you have to find out what time is the best time to put out your content. You okay, know, right. what what are the what are the peak hours to like? Okay, cool because it's especially today, especially now when everyone's home and the pandemic is going on and everyone's quarantined. Then the you know now the analytics man, it's just like. Once you put your once you put your uh, your content out, it gets swapped up in the it gets swapped up into the uh, uh, the wave of the machine that is just is moving fast, and you 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 know you probably won't see it come back around for a nice while, you know. So right. it's like it's really hard to tell now, man. Now that it's like everybody's on it now, you know. Right. But with me, honestly, I just I just put it out. I just throw my stuff out there, man. I just throw it in there and let 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 it catch some traffic. You know. Right. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. A absolutely. That's that's the whole thing. And my thing is just like, you know, I I make a I make a lot of sketches. I make a lot of things that like, okay, cool. Let me just go ahead and not spend too much time on it. I I make it and ship it out. Go ahead and put that out there. But the smartest thing to would be to you know find out when is the best time to put it out when everybody's online when everybody's you know on and they can see your post because once it go once you once you once you post and it goes if no one if no one's really on online at that time a lot of people's going to miss your post right you know yeah so you got to find out when is everybody on what time of the day is everybody on real heavy you know right that's what's up so hey it's good having you you're more than welcome to come through go check out Biko's new welcome back series on ndtv ndtv that's right ndtv welcome back comedy i went back to high school man and uh did a whole hour span i worked on this routine for the past five years so uh, a lot of people, I haven't done television since 07. I did Def Comedy Jam. I did the very last season um, in 2007. And, you know, and, and how crazy is this? It's full circle. That was my last TV performance, and the host was D.L. Hewley. And my first TV performance was 1991, host D.L. Hewley. So it was just full circle at that time. And I haven't done television since 07. And I've been working on the routine for the past five years um that you all are going to see on um this the the special welcome back comedy quality quality work i seen it live y'all gonna love it man I, I appreciate that riders for real man i really appreciate that that's what's up hey i appreciate you coming through riders live you always welcome thank you Man, without a doubt, man. Anytime, bro. You know, I, I got to get with you. Uh, you know, on some other things. You know, we we wild hunted brothers, uh, Julian for life, Jaguar brothers. So yes, it's sir. only uh, right for us to collab on something. You you doing the music? I'm doing I'm doing it. I'm I'm also directing. I'm directing as well, man. So music videos and all. So let's let's definitely connect. That's what's up. Chop chop, my man. I hope you enjoyed the show today, people. The message I want to leave y'all with today is whatever you do, try to put 100% in whatever it is. Never compromise the integrity of your product. Never shortchange your fans or cheat your customers in any capacity. Be safe. Um, whatever you're going through, it's going to come to pass. Um, keep putting God first, and we're going to close out the episode with the What's Poppin' Artist of the Day, Hollis Rock, with Grown Ass Man. 
Alright, thanks for tuning in to Rodders Live. We out. Another day, it's real in these streets, man. It's never play. Act up, it's a price to pay. Every morning and night, on my knees I pray. Hope that I can find my way, and I hope that I don't have to use the K. I'm a grown ass man with a grown ass plan. If I see my brother down, I'ma give him a hand. If I got it on me, nigga, I'ma give him a band. And if it's work for him, boy, put him in the land. But now I ain't never down with no shenanigans Bullets flying, leave your whole family panicking Now I gotta lay low and can't see the land again And we can never ever be fam again And I ain't even know no let But if it's you or it's me, then I leave that ass flat like I'm a G-A-M, because the devil is a liar I'm a G-A-M, got no time for lanes I'm a G-A-M, and soon you'll see I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be I'm a G-A-M, got no time for games I'm a G-A-M, got no time for lames I'm a G-A-M, and soon you'll see I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be I spit fire that make the mic melt Don't make me take off my belt And whoop that ass like your daddy should did Cause I don't play with nobody kids But I will try to teach you Spit the dope and hope that it reach you Say your prayer and hope God keep you we came here on the boat, got hung by a throat, used to die for a vote, now we die for a coat. Man, shit done change, killers with no aim, who don't know the game, mind stays plain, innocent slain, what remains is a blood stain, it overcame, can't even numb the pain, can't even numb the pain. I'm a G-A-M, got no time for games, I'm a G-A-M, got no time for lames, I'm a G-A-M, and soon you'll see, I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be. I'm a GAM, got no time for games. I'm a GAM, got no time for lames. I'm a GAM, and soon you'll see. I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be. You wanna feel the heat, but not the fire. You wanna run the meat, but not the spy. You wanna live your life just carefree, with no responsibilities, steady making enemies. I'm taking over industries, blowing on this Indonesia. And some call me Caesar Take my hand, come let me lead you Cause the future, it needs you Yes. And even your seeds too Yes. Man, you know what we've been through Dark nights lead to a brighter day But be careful where you stand, you can lay Fools rush in, you better move wisely Ain't a thing in this world that surprised me Black man with knowledge yourself And I wouldn't trade shit for all of the wealth I'm a G-A-M, got no time for games I'm a G-A-M, got no time for lames I'm a G-A-M, and soon you'll see I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be I'm a G-A-M, got no time for games I'm a G-A-M, got no time for lames I'm a G-A-M, and soon you'll see I'm a grown ass man, that's who I be